0: Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks.
1: In
2: this episode, meet travel writer Jedediah Jenkins, author and advice columnist Heather Haverleski, and CEO Scott Harrison. They address the big questions so many of us ask ourselves every day What is my purpose? Who am I meant to be? And how can I lead a meaningful life that positively impacts others? The personal stories shared in this episode will leave you thinking about positive ways to make change and feel good about yourself. Not to mention, find out which author's dream narrator pick has a voice that's buttery and dangerous. Hmm. Enjoy.
1: Hi, this is Jedediah Jenkins. I wrote this book because I wanted to talk to my 22-year-old self. I was a very confused person in my 20s, like a lot of us are, and I wanted to speak to him. Now that I'm in my 30s, I wrote this book between age 32 and 35, and I'm not saying that's a person with a lot of wisdom, but I know something about the life that my 22-year-old self was trying to figure out, because I'm living that same life in the future. So I really wanted to tell my story through a lens of lessons learned. And I think when you speak honestly to your 22-year-old self, there's a lot of other young people and a lot of other just humans around the world that can gain some insight and some understanding about their own life when you really excavate your own journey. So that was my intention, and all of a sudden there was a book. If I had to describe what it's like to record my audiobook in one word, I would say that word is intimate. Because when you record an audiobook, you have headphones on your head, and your voice is back into your head. That's a strange experience. And then it's when you're doing an audiobook that's a memoir It's your own thoughts, your own journals, your own processing. So it really is this like intense loop of personal experience, your own voice, reading your own words into your own ears. It's a really intimate experience. You know, as you read a book out loud, a travel book filled with exotic places, you discover there's a lot of words that are hard to pronounce. For me, one of the hardest (laughs) is the indigenous name of the mountain southeast of Mexico City, which is, I've now learned, (laughs) it's hard to say, Popocatépetl. So that sounds like I said something in reverse, but it's actually the way the Aztec people spoke. So it's Popocatépetl. And there you have it. It's a mountain. I'm excited that I recorded this audiobook because this book is obviously a memoir, a travel book, so personal. I've said a lot of things that people have told me I was brave for. <laughs> and I was like, really? Whoops. I was just trying to be honest. This book is very raw. And so I'm proud that it's my voice and that I can convey the emotion and hard conversations I've had with family members, with friends that really tore me up or changed my life, I was there. I'm not an actor, I was there, so recreating those as I've recorded this audiobook have been really special, and I've tried to make them as authentic as I remember them. If I hadn't recorded my own audiobook, I would cast Aaron Paul. He's a very famous actor, and I don't know if you've heard his voice, but it is astonishing. It is deep, deep it is buttery, it is dangerous, it is amazing. I mean, if you pay attention to television, he's recorded a lot of commercials. I mean, he was the voice of Mazda for a few years. He's. I mean, it's just, that voice is a buttery knife that I would gladly let take over. I'm a big fan of audiobooks and podcasts, and I would say the last favorite one I listened to was really... Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love. She is such a gifted reader of her own words. I felt like I wasn't listening to a book. I felt like she was in my car, in my headphones, hanging out with me, telling me extraordinary stories from her life. She was so good at it that I think about it regularly, about just what a gift she has with her voice and with storytelling and conveying it through emotion, and I was just really inspired by that audiobook.
2: Hi, this is Heather Haverleski. I wrote my book, What If This Were Enough?, because I kept finding myself in all of my work returning to these themes around American culture, and I kept thinking a lot about how that culture had sort of invaded The globe and how our ideas about who we are and what we should be and what we should become are so heavily influenced by these almost like little micro messages we get day in and day out. One of the major reasons I started down this path was as an advice columnist. I write an advice column called Ask Polly, and I kept getting letters in my inbox that said a lot of things that spoke to the sort of shared assumption about what we're supposed to be in our lives. I kept encountering these kinds of inquiries that had to do with people feeling disappointed in themselves and feeling like they should have be further along in their career trajectory by now, they should have found love by now, and we're talking about like really young people feeling like things have to start happening for them and they have to arrive somewhere amazing at a really young age. So a lot of the essays in the book were written, you know, three or four years ago, but I started to think about how these elements of our culture sort of reinforce this message that we're running behind and that we will never arrive at any satisfying point in our lives where we can enjoy ourselves and breathe in the moment. Once you start thinking along these terms, everything around you reinforces the same message. It was like I was besieged by the same kind of like, you're not enough, you'll never get there kind of message everywhere I looked. And so that was kind of what fueled the book in its early stages. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, (laughs) I would say recording this audiobook was like a reckoning because there's something about having to read your book out loud that makes you really stare down the barrel of what you've written. I kind of didn't realize how dense my book was until I had to actually pronounce everything out loud. And, you know, you you want to read your book in a relaxed, sort of happy or enthusiastic voice. But there were times when I was like, this sentence is so long, I don't know how I'm going to get through it. So I would say, in some ways, it's like you reckon with the work for the first time when you're reading out loud as an audiobook. I had trouble pronouncing a few different words in my book. The one that sticks out to me a lot is "pean." I thought it was pay but it's pein, which uh, there are a lot of pronunciation issues that really make you feel like an idiot, but that was one of the worst in my particular experience. I really enjoyed reading Adults Only out loud. It's one of my favorite chapters in the book. I went to this party at an acquaintance's house. I think it was about a year ago. And I had a terrible time. And I came home and I was just depressed. I just felt like, why do I ever leave the house? They're just those parties where you feel that way. It's pretty rare for me to feel completely like that was a complete waste of time. But something about this party made me crazy. I was maybe not in the right state of mind to go out, and I thought, I'll just go out and, you know, I'll talk to people and it'll cheer me up. And instead, I just got darker and darker and darker as the party went on, which doesn't usually happen for me. But there was something about this party that just typified the worst kind of adult party and the worst aspects of becoming my age. I hate the word middle age. The worst aspects of being an adult, the worst aspects of being mature and responsible and never cutting loose and, you know, having to have these polite conversations. So reading that essay out loud was sort of gratifying. It was like all of my long buried rage got to come out in that reading. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Parker Posey to read it for me. I'm sure she would do an amazing job, much better than—well, I'm not going to say better than I did, because it is my voice, and if you want to hear my whiny voice, then congratulations, here you are. But Parker Posey has a beautiful voice, and she would do—she's just so sharp. I would love to hear her reading my words instead, frankly. The last audio book that I really enjoyed a lot was Neil Postman's "Amusing Ourselves to Death." I listened to it in preparation to write this book, as research for this book, because I knew that my book really had a lot in common with "Amusing Ourselves to Death." But the prose of that book is so great, and the way that he sort of predicts our current dire moment is so beautiful. It's very fast and very wordy. This person had the perfect pronunciation of every, you know, they just enunciated so beautifully. And it was the propulsiveness of that prose. I mean, my God, talk about good prose. Each sentence builds on the next and it's just like this explosive, but you almost have to like back up every few paragraphs because you're like, what was that? You cannot, you know, space out for a few seconds or you miss half the book or you miss just an important idea. But yeah, that one was great. My advice to an author who's about to read their work out loud in an audiobook drink a lot of caffeine and eat a lot of those tiny little chocolate bars that are in the um, break room hopefully mine had a lot of them you can really lull yourself to sleep with the sound of your own voice i've learned so sugar and caffeine yes hydration sugar caffeine
0: Hey, my name is Scott Harrison, I'm the founder and CEO of Charity Water, a nonprofit bringing clean and safe drinking water to people in need around the world, and I'm the author of Thirst. I wrote this book because I wanted to share my personal story in the hopes that it might help others. You know, so many people talk about finding their purpose these days, it's almost become this North Star, but I feel like so many people are stuck. Maybe they feel like the things they've done in their past prevent them from walking into a life of purpose, or their past defines them. And and you know, for me, I was a degenerate nightclub promoter in New York City for ten years. I moved here to escape from a very traditional religious upbringing, and I did all the things I wasn't supposed to do for ten years: sex, drugs, rock and roll, gambling, pornography, strip clubs. I, I turned my life into this hedonist shrine. And even though my life looked great on the outside, I was rotting inside. I'd become the worst person that I knew, spiritually bankrupt, morally bankrupt. And I fortunately came to a realization that if I didn't change my life, if I didn't actually... A hundred and eighty degree changed my life. If I didn't walk exactly in the other direction, that I was going to leave the most meaningless legacy. And this moment really challenged me to change and, and to sell everything I owned and to quit smoking and gambling and drugging and and to walk away from that life of vice and to pursue, humanitarian service. It led me to Liberia at the time, the poorest country in the world with no electricity, no sewage system, no running water in the whole country. It exposed me to extreme poverty, to leprosy, and then most of all, the need for clean water. I saw people drinking dirty water for the first time in my life and I needed to do something about it. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, I think that word would actually be enjoyable. I enjoyed the process. And I think as I was able to read through the book, I mean, this was almost 18 months of work and blood and sweat and tears. And I was really happy with the words that I was reading. I was happy with the way that it turned out. You know, you, you walk away from a project for a period of a couple months and coming back to it and reading it in its totality. It was actually a pretty enjoyable experience. I think I was surprised going through the process and reading the book, how much freedom I had as an author to tell the stories, to relive the stories, and sometimes to even go off script a little bit. I also realized that I had trouble pronouncing the word hydrogeology, hydrogeologist, hydrogeology, not one of my favorite words. In fact, bungled it in the early recordings. Anyone else recording my audiobook was actually not, not ever an option. I mean, I always wanted to sit and tell the story. I mean, it's personal. I wanted to relive those moments. I guess if I had to pick someone and I was unable to do it, I don't know. Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, who doesn't like a great accent? I listened to a lot of audiobooks, and, and one of my favorites recently was read by the author, a guy named Rob Bell, and it was called What is the Bible?, how an ancient library of poems, letters, and stories can transform the way you think and feel about everything. And he has so much fun reading this book. He's like, all right, everybody, chapter two, chapter two. This is one of my favorites. I mean, oh my gosh, what we have in store for you. I couldn't even imagine reading it. It had to be listened to. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.